Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in again. This episode is very important to me, and it's an episode that I've wanted to record for a while, but I lost my voice for a minute, so I really wasn't able to talk that much. But diet culture and the mental aspects of food, nutrition, dieting, health, wellness, fitness is so important to me because it's something I have struggled with and continue to struggle with personally. And I really believe it's a huge obstacle for so many people in their journey. And around the new year is such a toxic time on social media. Right now, there are so many ads for cleanses and crazy diets and people who think they're hitting it hard for the new year, but are actually promoting disordered eating. And I think it's just such a toxic space at times, and it's so important to address this. So let's get into it. Like so many of you did too, I'm sure I grew up with diet culture. I wanted to do everything my mom did. I always drank diet soda. I loved chocolate royale, slim fast. I often skipped lunch or just had an apple in high school. I unfortunately labeled a lot of foods as good and bad. And I tried literally every single bad diet that there's ever been from the master cleanse to keto. I remember vividly doing sweat into the oldies with my mom at a really young age, like elementary school, and continued to try literally just about every single workout video and program that was released until 2021. And I'm sure that many of you did a lot of these same things. And I'm very, very thankful that I grew up with parents who never discussed my weight, never told me that I couldn't eat something or needed to do an activity to reflect my weight. That was never it. It was always more about health. Um, But for me, it was always about my weight. I'm in my early 30s, so I grew up in a time when, you know, like cocaine chic with Kate Moss. Uh, was super popular and she was so skinny and cool and I personally have never had a full-blown eating disorder but I can absolutely without a doubt say that I've had a lot of patterns of disordered eating throughout my life and I think that's really common and not really discussed by a lot of people that it's totally possible to not have an eating disorder like bulimia or anorexia in the stereotypical sense that everyone thinks of when they hear those disorders, but to be somewhere on the spectrum of having lots of disordered eating patterns where you're skipping a lot of meals or you're over-exercising to work off a bad food that you ate, and that's really, unfortunately, very, very common and a very sad pattern. Somewhere along the way, I became totally carbophobic. I got in my head also somewhere that dairy was the devil, so I started avoiding that too. And 
what I would eat those foods, I thought they were bad and I would feel a sense of immense guilt. I'd get sad and either try to work it off or sometimes you figure, oh, well, I've already screwed up, so I might as well eat X, Y, and Z too. Or, oh, I've already had a bite. I might as well eat the whole pint of ice cream now. And then, well, I've already eaten a whole pint of ice cream. Might as well eat the whole bag of chips. And then you just completely binge. And it's really difficult to get out of that cycle. I would never, ever purge. I have a big phobia of throwing up. So bulimia was never, ever a consideration for me. But I definitely would compensate in my brain by skipping a full day of eating or becoming a slave to cardio and spending hours on an elliptical or treadmill. And, you know, I I did this pattern for years and years and years, and it's completely ineffective. It's completely unhealthy. It is not good for your body. It is not good for your brain. It is not good for your psyche. And it definitely does not lead to weight loss, health, or wellness at all whatsoever. Like so many of you, in early 2020, I felt like my life was absolutely spiraling out of control. Um, My grandmother was in the hospital dying, and I couldn't fix her, and I'm a fixer. Um, My dad had to have emergency surgery while traveling for work, and he and my mom were stuck in California for two weeks just as COVID was ramping up and flights were starting to be canceled and this is when we knew so little about covid supplies were very very short uh, this was in the middle of the toilet paper shortage and you know groceries were not secure um, we had patients in the hospital with covid but we didn't really have many patients overall So I was really worried about my job security and friends and family were always coming to me asking for advice with COVID. And honestly, I just didn't have any answers. I just felt so out of control of everything and I needed an escape. So I started doing workouts more consistently at home I blocked literally everything else out for an hour every day just so I could focus on something that wasn't sickness related. And it was truly the only time that I could control what I was doing and what was happening in my life. And for the very first time in my life, I wasn't exercising as a form of punishment or to work off something that I ate. For the first time, I was exercising to improve my mental health, to give myself back something, to give myself that time, and to put my energy towards something productive. Then I started getting stronger And my endurance was better than when I had trained for a half marathon. And I really, really got to where I loved seeing what my body could do. 
and was celebrating the accomplishments. Um, ad admittedly, 100%, I was still stress eating and I was at the heaviest weight of my life. Uh, I'd previously done keto and carb cycling and I kept quote unquote failing at those. Um, I'd try to do keto, but then I'd stress eat something because I got bad news about my grandmother or, you know, there was more bad news about COVID or work was scary at the time because we had these patients and no treatment or cure and we're just watching people get sick and die left and right. And you're wondering if you or your family are the next ones to catch it. And I mean, it was just those horrible mental gymnastics that we all went through at the time but I was working out for me and to see my body getting stronger and to feel my endurance and my stamina and my strength growing gave me a sense of accomplishment with working out that I never had before and those endorphins I think are truly the only thing that got me through the last couple of years but Diets like keto perpetuate that all-or-nothing mentality. You honestly have to eat so perfectly to maintain ketosis. And if you have any, like, one little bite of a dessert or candy or anything, you can kick yourself right out of ketosis and you feel like a total failure because it takes days to get your body into ketosis and days of being in ketosis in ketosis until you finally don't feel horrible anymore and then once you kick yourself out you feel like such a failure that you figure oh well I've already screwed up let's just eat literally everything inside or everything I've wanted for the last three weeks that I've denied myself and it's so mentally toxic and damaging it it truly is like it's just so awful but during this time when I was stress eating and working out, I did notice that I felt so much stronger working out after eating more. Duh. I mean, it seems very obvious, right? Like if you consume more calories and more nutrients, then you have more to power your workouts. But when you've been in this diet culture situation and you're scared of calories, and you're so used to these traditional diets, accepting the fact that you need to eat more is, it's hard as hell. It's so hard. And it's such a mind game. And it's difficult for, especially women, to overcome that and to get used to or comfortable with the idea of eating for fuel and eating more than, you know, 800 to 1200 calories a day, it just mentally feels wrong. I absolutely knew I was not happy at that weight. And part of the reason, it's not only because it was the heaviest weight I've ever been, but it was also because I could tell that I was building these great muscles, but you couldn't see them because they were covered in fluff. Um, I just had more fat on my body than I was used to having and it was covering up these strong new muscles that I was building. 
So I knew I wanted to lose fat, build more muscles, and I did a ton of research on how to do both simultaneously. You will see a lot of things that say it can't be done, but I am here to tell you, show you, and prove to you that it absolutely can. I knew a lot about fitness, food, and nutrition uh, from previous research that I had done from nutrition classes throughout nursing school and in my master's, but I wanted to know more. So I did so much research. I mean, we're talking weeks, weeks to months of research online and through different organizations and reliable sources. And I started tailoring an eating plan that really works amazingly well for DJ, my husband, and myself, which I'm happy to detail soon. The plan that I developed for us takes away the pressure of perfection. I for sure still have days where I struggle mentally with eating so much. It feels wrong and I feel guilty sometimes. But then when I do my workout the next day, it's like, wow, I feel so strong and I have so much energy just to get this done. I'm not doing my workouts and feeling exhausted and depleted. I feel strong and powerful and I'm able to lift more than I ever have. And I'm developing muscles in places I have never seen muscles. I am shedding the fat over those muscles in ways that I've never been able to before. And my clothes are fitting differently. I am so much more pleased with the way my body looks as far as being able to see my muscles and definition and the strength that I'm acquiring. And it's amazing. And I don't struggle with um, orthorexic tendencies anymore. And orthorexia is an eating disorder that is newer um, as far as actually being labeled and talked about. And orthorexia is where you you avoid entire categories of food because you view those foods as bad. So diets like Atkins and keto really develop orthorexic tendencies because they make you fear carbs and you avoid carbs like the plague. So you develop those tendencies to have those orthorexic patterns where you're just completely avoiding certain categories of food. And with the plan that I've developed for us, that's no longer a thing for me. I eat carbs and I recognize how they make my body feel and how they can also make my body look from day to day. And I find the carbs that my body handles well, that work well for us and eat those and avoid the ones that don't do so well for my body. And it's crazy how much better I feel and look. I mean, I feel so strong and accomplished and it's because I'm fueling my body properly for probably the first time in my life. Um, this plan allows me to enjoy life guilt-free. I still have cheeseburgers and Tex-Mex, and I eat dessert. 
I enjoy cocktails and wine, and I mentally feel okay about food and what I'm consuming about 95% of the time now. Occasionally, like even this week, yesterday or the day before, my nights are kind of mixed up, but scrolling on social media and seeing some of these fitness influencers talk about their full day of eating, which is almost promoting anorexia honestly some of these full day of eatings that people post is just promoting an eating disorder I literally saw someone putting their food scale in their purse in case they were forced to eat outside of their house so they could measure and track every morsel of food Um, I saw another influencer talking about tracking a stick of sugar-free gum I am here to tell you if you find yourself following these people and doing these things please reevaluate it this is not normal healthy behavior and it will not promote a good and healthy relationship with food and nutrition so check that but i feel okay about my food most of the time when i see those things it kind of starts to creep back in and i was going to grab a protein snack from my bag that I had packed and planned into my day and was like, oh, do I really need this? It's 150 calories. I'm like, stop it. What are you doing? We do not do this. Food is fuel and this is going to make you stronger. You are going to have a great workout because you're consuming this. Food is fuel. And I have to check myself, but that's fine. And I make sure that I'm working more towards healthier patterns. But with the way that I'm eating now, there's really no going off the rails or binge eating for me because I still still allow myself to have the things that I want. Um, and there's no more killing myself with cardio to burn off a bite of a cookie. So now when I see these things pop up, promoting these crazy juice cleanses, which you definitely don't need, or these detoxes. I mean, if you have a functioning liver and kidneys, you do not need any kind of cleanse or detox that involves a bunch of juice or very little to nothing at all. Your body can cleanse and detox itself. If you're looking to jumpstart, you know, just eat clean that is the best detox you can do. Reduce things in your body that cause inflammation. Um, reduce, stop eating things that trigger your body to not feel well. Um, if you know that it's not going to make you feel good, just don't eat it. Maybe you're not celiac, but if you eat a bunch of bread, you feel bloated and disgusting and have a headache. Don't eat that. Don't eat that. Find an alternative card. Maybe have some um, roasted potatoes or have some rice. You can have other carby sources and starchy sources that your body can digest and that does do well for you. Um, I see a lot about this soup diet that mimics five days of fasting, and it's definitely not necessary either. I see people promoting the, it's called Prolon, and I see so many influencers promoting it and having discount codes for it and saying they lose like five to eight pounds every time they do this five-day cycle, which is probably true, but it's also 
probably mostly a ton of water weight and I'm sure they're gaining a lot of it back once they start eating real foods again. But eating preservative rich foods like Octavia and Metafast and Weight Watchers, Nutrisystem, all of that stuff is so processed and you're just adding so many processed chemicals to your body that you're going to create more inflammation, which is going to create more cortisol in your body, which is ultimately going to make you hold on to more weight. So doing things the healthy, nutritious, logical way is always going to be better in the long run, always. And developing a healthy relationship with food takes time. And it's something that I will probably always battle with. But you have to realize that everything you consume is an individual choice. Just because you have a cookie doesn't mean you eat the whole bag of cookies or do nothing all day. You have to remind yourself food is fuel. And food allows your body to function. It can be used as a celebration. It can be used as a social centerpiece. And food isn't the enemy. Your mindset's the enemy. Your thought process about food is the enemy. Your relationship that you've established with food is the enemy. Food itself is not. Food is fuel. And you have to work every day to recognize that. Keep a journal. Write down, you know, what you eat and how each meal made you feel. Start to recognize patterns. If things make your joints hurt, if things give you a headache, if things give you fatigue, bloating, um, just a general blech feeling, write that down. Track what makes you feel that way and eliminate those things from your diet because your body's telling you they aren't good for you. Fuel your body with lots of protein. Uh, Lots of healthy fruit and veggies and healthy carbs and put those calories to use in a way that doesn't punish your body for consuming the calories, but celebrates what your body can do. And it's, you know, it's a mental game. But if your mind, like I said in, in the previous episode, if your mind's not in the right place, it's so hard to get your body where you want your body to be. But it just breaks my heart to see so much of this toxic diet culture being promoted on socials right now, especially after the first of the year, and knowing how many impressionable eyes it's reaching, including myself. So I just highly, highly encourage you that if you are following someone who is promoting toxic diet culture or makes you feel less than in any way or insecure about what you're doing or making you feel like you're not doing hard enough, good enough, well enough, unfollow them. Just unfollow them. It's very toxic to you and you will never allow yourself to get in the right place mentally as long as you're allowing that crap in. So get rid of it. Filter out the noise. Focus on you. Focus on getting your mind right and in the right place to reach your goals. Write down your goals like I talked about previously and work towards developing a better relationship with food and recognizing food as fuel. And as always, remember it's 
progress over perfection every day. Thank you.